Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking to us about enhanced rock weathering. With yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician, fluid mechanist and slightly weathered human. So UK researchers have suggested that a negative emissions technology called enhanced rock weathering could remove between 6 and 30 million tonnes per year of CO2 from the atmosphere. The UK is currently emitting 300 million tonnes per year of CO2, so this is a very hefty chunk. But is it realistic and could Australia copy that idea? So... Ellen, what sorts of things are we talking about when we say negative emissions technology? So it's kind of what it says on the tin. The idea is you're taking carbon out of the atmosphere. Negative emissions tech actually refers to a whole range of different technologies, which kind of range from barely barely feasible all the way through to pretty much proven at the medium scale. There's not that Mm -hmm. much that's been done at the large scale yet. And things all the way from like, I like to call it basically advanced tree planting, like (laughs) figuring out greenhouses and how plants can store more carbon than they're naturally supposed to, through Mm -hmm. to things like soil carbon sequestration, um, spreading rocks around, and then stuff like direct air carbon capture, which is like literally using molecules like sieves to collect carbon dioxide. So it's a big diversity of tech. At the moment, it's really expensive. We're talking about three to $500 per tonne of CO2 removed from the atmosphere. So for right. comparison, Australian carbon credit units, which are like when you're buying a carbon offset, they're about mm-hmm. $30 per tonne at the moment. Wow. Okay. So it's really, it, it doesn't make a tonne of economic sense yet. Okay. So why do we actually need negative emissions technology? Can't we just stop polluting? Well, we need to do that as well. Okay. Absolutely. The trick is there are some emissions that are going to be really difficult to stop. Steel and concrete making has some kind of built-in emissions that are going to be really difficult to challenge. Agriculture is another big one. So we're probably never going to reach absolute zero in terms of emissions. Um, The other thing is that if we get really good at negative emissions technology, sort of post-2050, we can stabilise and maybe even cool global temperatures a little bit by 2100. The IPCC has a scenario where that kind of works. So in addition to stopping emissions, um, negative emissions technology is a really important part of that picture. So just to hone in a little bit, today we're talking about enhanced rock weathering. What is that, Ellen? So it's the subject of a study that's just been published in Nature Geoscience. Enhanced rock weathering is basically spreading specific rock dust on agricultural soil. It's also called basalt weathering. So the rocks are things called silicates and they have the elements calcium and magnesium in them. What they do is they make the soil very basic as opposed to very acidic. And if it's basic, it reacts with the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere more, turns it into carbonates. So it's basically enhancing the soil's ability to to store carbon and and react with carbon. Um, It's also usually pretty good for agricultural productivity because it reverses soil acidity and it can store some other greenhouse gases as well. Okay, so that sounds fairly straightforward. In this study that you're referring to, how much potential did they see for enhanced rock weathering? So this study looked at the whole of the UK and their modelling suggested that between 6 and 30 million tonnes of CO2 could be removed each year across the United Kingdom. That's about 45% of the UK's carbon removal budget in the best case scenario. So that is 
the emissions that the UK can't stop by electrification, basically. Right. That's their carbon removal budget, the carbon they want to take out of the atmosphere. This mm-hmm. could be nearly half. They also found that it was economically feasible. So the agricultural savings you make could sort of pay for the mining and the milling of the rock as well. They think it'd be about 200 pounds per tonne initially, um, which is 350 Australian dollars. Um, and by 2050, they think it could fall to half of that. Okay, so that sounds really promising. So what do the researchers say we need to do to make that happen? The biggest catch the researchers think is actually social acceptance. Oh, okay. You're you're proposing a massive change in landscape and agriculture and an economy and economy to be able to do this, to spread all of this rock dust everywhere. So you need the national government to play ball, you need local governments and you need individual farmers to play ball. And we know from the wind turbine wars that this can be a really tricky thing to manage. Yeah, it really can be. Yeah. So how feasible is all of this, Ellen? The researchers think it's extremely feasible. I got a bit of independent comment on the paper as well. I talked to Professor Budiman Manazni from the University of Sydney. He's a soil landscape modeler there. He pointed out there were a few technical issues that he didn't think the researchers had taken into account like as as much as they should have done like where the rock's going to be coming from it needs a really really big mining operation to do that and there are some environmental considerations as well there's dust pollution that can come from mixing the rock and the soil poorly um and if they're not careful about where they're getting the rock from there can be toxic metals in the rock which then get into waterways then get into food and make their way up the food chain so all of that is not a great idea as well so he thinks it's ambitious, um, but if he says he says if they say it's possible in the UK, then they say that it's possible. Okay, so I'm just thinking of kind of basic land masses when we compare the UK and Australia. Could mm. we do this here? We have so much more agricultural land, do we? But Manozny yeah. um, says probably not, unfortunately. Right. The other thing that's really important with this weathering process is moisture and the more arid your soil is, the less good it's going to be at weathering. So obviously we are so much more arid than a great deal of the UK. So there are some places where this could work in Australia, but at a large national scale it's not really a feasible thing. Um, And Asni says there are other agricultural techniques that would be much better at storing carbon in Australia at a large scale. Okay, so maybe this isn't for us, but it is interesting nonetheless. So thanks very much, Ellen, and thank you to everyone for listening at home. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. Ever wondered how old the Earth is and how we know? Or exactly how popping candy works? From Listener and Cosmos magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a weekly podcast where we answer all of life's questions, big and small. No lab coats required. And we'll do it in 10 minutes or less. Search Huh? Science Explained. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.